0: Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Hortman. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. And I'm glad to be back with you again today on our uh, Victory Church weekly podcasts. Uh, Pastor Mitch Horton again. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. I've been talking about uh, the Holy Spirit and how he is helping us in these unusual times just prior to Jesus' return. I would love for you to uh, make contact. Uh, You can email me at pastor at com, and I would love to chat with you. I would be glad to answer any email or any questions you may have about content would just love to hear from you this is helping you and blessing you let give me shoot me a line and let me know i deeply appreciate that been talking again about uh, the baptism with the holy spirit and the ensuing ability to pray in other tongues that accompanies that experience i have been uh, i've been baptized with the holy spirit now uh, uh, um, 46 years and i think it'll be 47 years in september this coming september and I have spent every day of my life for those uh, those forty six and little over a half years, praying, taking time every day to pray in the spirit. And I, I'm talking about ten reasons that every believer should pray in the spirit every day. And uh, I I just want to let you in on on just a little secret of my personal life that has brought me to where I am in life and. Ministry and has helped me navigate through some pretty uh, crazy times. And I have the expectation that as the world becomes uh, uh, more discombobulated, if we could use that word, before Jesus comes back, that the Holy Spirit is going to help us know what to do, know what kind of decisions to make. And uh, one way He helps us do that is by helping us as we pray in the Spirit. So today I want to get right into the weeds of the get this again. Again, I'm talking about 10 reasons every believer should pray in the Spirit. We've covered uh, reason one. It is the will of God for every believer to pray in tongues or in the Spirit. i have discussed that uh, in the past podcast. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. Number two, it helps unseat the control the unrenewed natural mind exerts over your spiritual life. We talked about that. So go back again if you haven't heard the past podcast. Number three, uh, praying in the Spirit provides a way for you to pray about things you don't know about. And we went into some fair detail on that and uh, uh, encourage you again to go back to the podcast to hear that. Uh, Then number four, here's where we are. And I started here last time, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this one because I have some very pertinent illustrations. Uh, Praying in the Spirit provides a way to pray God's perfect will and I think that's really awesome so let's talk about it for just a minute here I want to mention again uh, Romans 8 26 and 27 where it says likewise the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought or should but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered And the Greek reads, inarticulate speech or in your regular kind of speech, verse 27. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind or the will of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And then verse 28, often quoted, but I think, in my view, out of context. Romans 8, 28, this is New Living Translation. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Uh, so for them, so again, the uh, Amplified says, "We are sure sure to know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things are working together and are fitting into a plan for good for those that love God and are called according to His design and purpose." So again, you know, praying in the Spirit in my life has uh, been such a, an assist in walking, finding out, and then walking in the known will of God for me that. I just wanted to uh, clue you in as to just sort of practically how this works. And uh, I started giving illustrations last time, you know, a a number of years ago, 2016, 17. I I mentioned the illustration on the anecdote of when we made some really pivotal changes in our church staff team and just how that came about. It came about by me praying in the spirit. And I will give you some other explanations of kind of how this works to do that. I want to mention 1 Corinthians 14, verses 13, 14, and 15. This is the Amplified New Testament. And it says, therefore, the person who speaks in an unknown tongue should pray for the power to interpret and explain what he says. And so um, I think King James says, let him who, him who speaks in the tongue pray that he may interpret. That word pray you could say ask. So let him who prays in the tongue ask that he may interpret. So I've done this all my life. In fact, 1976, got filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I found this verse, and somebody said, yeah, you should do that. Ask the Lord as, as he wills that you'd be able to know what you're praying. Let me just say right up front, praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues, you, you, it's, you'll never know everything you're praying. And God won't tell you everything you're praying because it's secret truths and hidden things that are not obvious to the understanding that we've discussed in the past from 1st Corinthians 14 verse 2 but there are times that the holy spirit will let you know what you're praying so verse 4 so so I encourage you I would do that I do it every day lord as you will and this is how I say lord as you will help me to know what I'm saying when I need to when I'm praying in the spirit And so I go for a period of time, and I I don't get anything. And then all of a sudden, I get something. So it's just kind of how it works. It's not an everyday thing. Let me say... That if you uh, are interpreting everything you say, it's coming from your head, not your spirit. Spirit, or if you talk to somebody and they're interpreting everything, every, single, every sing, single thing that they pray in other tongues, it's coming from their head. Believe me, not from the Holy Spirit. So just be aware of that. This is very practical. Some people, you know, have a tendency to overdo things, and you got to be careful with that. And we all have to. And we just need to balance ourselves out. Again, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 in Amplified says this: For if I I pray and I love this in an unknown tongue. My spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive, it bears no fruit, and helps nobody. Now, I really like the amplified in this because it breaks it down and lets you know that when you're praying in the uh, other tongues, it's your spirit by the Holy Spirit praying. That is the Holy Spirit's unctioning your human spirit to pray. And of course, that's coming out and it's not coming from your head. It bypasses the mind and it's spirit to spirit communion with God. And it says, but my mind is unproductive, bears no fruit and helps nobody. Then he answers, has a solution to that. Verse 15, then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. But I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. So let me stop right there because he also says I'll sing with the Spirit uh, by the Holy Spirit's within me, and I'll also sing intelligently with my mind and understanding. Also, so here's how this works. I mean, so so you're you're praying in the Spirit. You're baptized with the Holy Spirit. You're you're praying in the Spirit. And, uh, and you don't know what you're saying, obviously. And then sometimes it's that it, the, the Lord lets you know what you're saying. Uh, I think another way that the Apostle Paul is saying this is I do both things. I both pray in the Spirit and I pray with the understanding. And see, I do the same thing. I got up this morning. I spent time with the Lord. I prayed uh, with my mind, I prayed in the Spirit, and I just kind of went back and forth. But I wasn't interpreting what I was saying as I was praying in the Spirit. I just had things on my heart I needed to pray about with my mind, and I did. And then I said, Lord, I I don't know everything I need to pray about that, so I'm just going to pray in the Spirit about it. So anything I need to say or pray about that, I pray in Jesus' name. Then I pray in the Spirit. But there are times that I'm praying in the Spirit, and just minding my own business, and I've already said, 1 Corinthians 14, 13, to the Lord, Lord, if there's something I need to know while I'm praying in the Spirit, uh, show me what it is and, and give me an interpretation when I need it. Now, I pray that way regularly. And again, I go between praying in the Spirit, that is praying in other tongues, or praying with my understanding. And, but, but, and, and if you just do things every day, you'll stumble on some things by accident. So that's the reason just to have an established prayer life. And, you know, if you go through the New Testament, the apostles and the book of Acts, they had established prayer times during the day. You know, you don't have to do that. Nothing in the Bible says you have to do that. But that's a really good thing to do because... Again, it helps discipline the flesh. So for me, I get up in the morning, I make sure, start my day in the Word, start my day praying. And that way, if the day gets really nuts and crazy, I've already spent time praying. And so I got my day prayed out before I ever start the day. That's really wise. So otherwise, you're going to go through the day. And once the day gets going, you know how it is. It's like mushroom effect. Everything happens at once. So, you know, do your praying ahead of time. Having said that, I also pray during the day, which is great. So let's get right to this. So they have many times that I'm praying in the Spirit. And because I do it every day, then there are going to be times. It's not every day. But see, if you do it every day and, and have that discipline in your life, you'll just stumble up on some things. So I kind of stumbled up on this. That is, I would be praying, Lord, as you will. Help me to know what I'm saying in tongues. And then voila, one day I'm praying in the Spirit, and there it is. I just know what I'm saying. What do you mean? Well, words float up from the inside. And, and, and many times that has to do with what I'm dealing with or going to be dealing with in life. Now, God doesn't deal with everybody the same way. But for me, I love words. And God knows I love words. I have books behind me on my office shelf on etymology, which is word origins. I just love words. I'm, I loved English when I was in school. I loved literature when I was in school. I just love words. So... Um, and I look words up in the dictionary very, very often. So uh, because God knows that about me, often when He speaks to me, He'll just give me a word. So I mentioned last podcast, He gave me the word "trendsetter" uh, to introduce me to an idea in my mind that I needed to change how I was uh, managing our church life here. And, and that then uh, here recently, I've been having these things. This happens seems to happen more um, frequently than it did in the past for whatever reason. So here I was, and I think this was um, October sixth, uh, two thousand nineteen. Uh, we uh, at that time had Sunday night uh, prayer meetings, and we've had various pr- uh, times of prayer meetings throughout the time I've been here at our church here. Um, but this was Sunday night, October sixth, and uh, frankly, I remember the day quite well. I was uh, I was really tired from preaching that morning, you know, two services and. Ministering and all, and um, and then, but I was coming back that night to lead the prayer meeting, and I was just uh, mentioning to the Lord and saying how tired I said, "Lord, I just don't feel like praying tonight, and I definitely don't feel like leading a prayer meeting." So, uh, but you know, often you know, in ministering in life, you do things you don't want to do. You walk by faith. By feelings, so I'm going to pray by faith. So I said, Lord, I can't pray and lead the prayer meeting particularly unless you help me. So that was my mindset. I was tired. I said that to say, you don't have to have a particular feeling when you're praying for God to do stuff. It's funny to me. I, I can preach my heart out. And you know what? Prior to doing that, it's like, I don't feel like preaching today. You know what? But that's how the Lord is. And that's the way the Holy Spirit works in us. He's really awesome if you'll let him work in your life. Will do amazing things on a constant basis and keep you awed about him and who he is and what he can do. So here I was October 6th, and I sat down on the stool in the front of our auditorium that evening at six o'clock, began the prayer meeting. And I, you know, we talked, we sang a little bit, and then we I usually share a few scripture, and then I begin to pray in the Spirit. Now, when I begin to pray in the Spirit, I pray in the Spirit just briefly, and I had an unusual experience. Um, the gift of the Spirit mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10, the gift of different kinds of tongues, or King James says divers, or that means different kinds of tongues, And then it's sister gift, the interpretation of tongues, manifest in my life. So uh, let me tell you how that happens. You have a normal way of praying. If you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and you pray in other tongues, you know how it sounds for you. And often people have asked me all these questions over the years. Sometimes it seems like you're saying the same phrase over and over again. And, And in the initial stages, that's very true. And, but it becomes kind of like a fluid language where it develops and grows, much like when a baby starts talking with one-syllable, two-syllable, three-syllable, etc. words. And so your your prayer language is sort of that way when you're first baptized with the Holy Spirit, you begin to pray in the Spirit. So don't let keep that, and don't let that deter you from spending time praying in the Spirit. So I've been doing this a long time, and I was I, I know what my Praying in the spirit normally sounds like when I pray in tongues, but this time, I began to pray and suddenly my other tongues changed and the gift of different kinds of tongues. That's when I knew it kicked in. So whoa, I don't usually say these words, and it sounded like a Germanic or a German dialect of some kind. A German to me sounds a bit abrupt and uh, whatever. So it just sounded that way. It might not be. I have no idea, but I'm telling you, I, I spoke it out. And spoke it strong, and 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 the interpretation came. Now you say, well, how does that happen? Well, when the interpretation of tongues comes, it can come in several ways. It can come as as a word that comes up, one word, and then you speak that word, and more words are added to it. Or sometimes the interpretation of tongues can be like a like a, 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 a something in your mind. It's an imagination or whatever. You just have thoughts that come to your mind or pictures of something that come to your mind. Many times, for instance, when I'm praying in the Spirit, somebody's I see somebody's face and I know when that happens, I know that I'm praying for that particular person. Or I've had the interpretation of tongues. So I remember one time I was praying in the Spirit and, and I could see a battlefield with foxholes, that is, holes dug out all over the field. And 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 the troops were us believers in our church we were down in the foxhole i mean the enemy was hurtling uh you know armament at us and we were ducking and you know believing god to stay alive and we had each other's backs and there was a lot more to the interpretation but i just said that as an illustration sometimes interpretation of tongues can be uh, like an imagination, or you see something in your mind's eye, God has given us the ability to imagine things. When I say the following words, immediately you imagine what they look like. I can say horse, cow, uh, car, uh, ship, airplane. When I do that, immediately you envision what I just said, right? So when you're praying in the Spirit, sometimes that can happen and while you're praying in the Spirit. And when it does, you know you're praying about that particular thing. Well, this day uh, on October 6, 2019, I was praying in the Spirit and it sounded like German to me. And then right when I got through, the interpretation came and I actually have a journal. I encourage you if you don't have a journal, get a journal and write down your prayer life or write down the things, things that the Lord you believe the Lord is speaking to you if you do that, then sometimes you can see a pattern. It can very be very helpful in ascertaining what God is saying for you to do. So anyway, I wrote this down in my journal, and I'm actually while I'm talking to you now, I I got my journal out. Here it is, and here's what I said. The interpretation was so I said, during our prayer meeting tonight at six, I had an unusual experience. As I talked about the importance of praying in the spirit, I had an unusual experience. I began to pray in what sounds like German. The interpretation was, and this is what I want you to hear, listen, was that there would be an event that would be a huge challenge to our culture that would move people towards God out of desperation. It would be sudden, and it would really jolt us now. I'm going to tell you the second part in a minute, but so I had no idea what that meant. I wrote that down, and that was October 6, 2019. I wrote it down. I'm glad I wrote it down. Well, guess what happened six months later? In the second week of March, marked by March 15, uh, 2020, the whole world was shut down with COVID-19. Remember? Of course you do. Well, when that happened, I went right back to my journal and I looked at October 6th entry. I'm telling you, it shocked me. And I ascertained that what? I interpreted as an interpretation of tongues, uh, was what we were experiencing with COVID-19. And because it said there would be an event that would be a huge challenge to our culture that would move people towards God out of desperation. It would be sudden and would really jolt us. And, you know, we all have already all been through that. And so, um, As as we got into that, I knew I already prayed about it, and and it would really make a change. And it did change the whole world in so many ways. But here's what kept me encouraged. This is the reason I believe God gave me interpretation of tongues. See, when you're praying in the Spirit, again, you're praying the perfect will of God. As I was praying in the Spirit... Here's the other part of what God said. He's he's and here's what I wrote down uh, in my journal. Uh, the other part of the interpretation, and I'm quoting from my journal, was that God would fulfill Joel two twenty eight, and young people would begin to have dreams. Jesus would reveal Himself, and they would respond. That's that's happening right right now, and we're right in the middle of a tremendous move of God. We're on the outer stages, it feels like, but. You know, I've had Asbury and we've had other, other things happening, and all over the really, all over the world where, where people are just moving towards God. Even in our church services here at Victory, I'll tell you, there's a, you, you can just sense the Spirit of God manifesting itself in a wonderful way. Um, particularly on Sunday mornings It's just been amazing to me And I know what's going on I know because I had that Different kinds of tongues and interpretation See, Again I'm mentioning and illustrating When you pray in tongues you're praying The perfect will of God And what I prayed out was We're going we're gonna to be in the middle of a revival After a jolt And the jolt was COVID-19 And now we're in the middle of, of the revival let me, let me share something else that happened Um, I was praying, listen to this now, I was praying, and I've shared this in our church a number of times, but I want you to hear this again. Um, This was, uh, I had, I was on uh, the board of a ministry organization, a parachurch organization that many churches are involved in, and I was on that board, and we were in the mountains having a board meeting that week prior to March 15th, and so we didn't have television or any kind of outside, we didn't do internet or anything really. So we were just having our board meeting and Seeking God, and then we came back on Thursday. I guess Thursday would have been the 12th of March, and so we came home. Susan and I got home that night and, uh, you know, uh, had something to eat, unpacked our bags and all that, and and then obviously I turned, and and I was listening, and I heard about this thing called COVID-19 that had seemed to have really erupted while we were away in our board meeting in the mountains, and... So wow, look at that! Well, I went to sleep that night, and that's a Thursday night. I woke up Friday morning, March thirteenth, and uh, and and I did my normal whatever. I, I read the Bible, you know, and read books and such, and had my devotional time. And then, I kneeled down in my normal little place. I pray, and I began to pray, and I prayed in the spirit. I prayed. Um, with the understanding. I didn't have anything necessarily flamboyant that happened like I just mentioned to you. Maybe it was just a normal average, average everyday prayer time. Uh, but then I got up uh, after an hour or so and I sat down on, on a couch that's right beside the chair that I kneel down to pray in. And when I sat there, I just sat there a few minutes and and the words COVID-19 kept coming up from inside of me. And you know, if you If you walk with the Lord for a period of time, you can learn. And I encourage you to uh, begin to think about where your thoughts come from. Do they come from your mind? Do they come from the outside? Or can you determine when thoughts float up from the inside, from your spirit nature, from your spirit person? Well, I've been doing this long enough. Now I can figure out if thoughts come from without or thoughts are made up by me in my own mind. And then I can also tell when thoughts are intuitive. That is, they're, they're an inward intuition, an inward impression that seems to float up nebulously from someplace deep inside I me. And that's the spirit nature. Well, I was sitting on that couch and I'd been praying in the spirit for about an hour or so. The word nefarious and COVID 19 came up. And with it, the word nefarious came up. And it kept, and I thought, what in the world? Am I thinking that word for? Now, I never use nefarious in my natural language. It's just not something I normally use. But that word, I didn't even know what it meant. And I knew it had to do something with COVID-19. So um, I looked it up, and here is the definition for nefarious. Extremely wicked or villainous, iniquitous, as in a nefarious plot. So when I look up words, I also look up synonyms. The synonyms for nefarious, here they are, heinous. Horrible, odious, outrageous, shameful, vicious, vile, abominable, atrocious, base, corrupt, criminal, degenerate, depraved, detestable, dreadful, evil, flagitious, fled, uh, flagrant, foul, glaring, gross, infamous, infernal, iniquitous, monstrous, perverse, putrid, rank, rotten, treacherous, villainous, and wicked. Wow, that's pretty bad. So that word nefarious, I thought, man, what in the world, Lord? And, and I began to know that attached to COVID-19 was a nefarious situation that would be the beginning stages of the Antichrist control mechanisms that would probably be used by him and his regime that would rise to power prior to him coming on the scene. I begin to know that. And friends, here we are. This is three years later, a little over three years later. And you know what? The world has changed in a very rapid way, hasn't it? It's not going back to what we would call normal. In fact, one of the church members in my church has this little uh, lady t-shirt she wears that says normal's not coming back, but Jesus is. (laughs) That's true. Isn't that great? But, you know, it let me know when that word nefarious floated up from inside of me. After spending times praying in the Spirit there, there was a plot behind what was going on, and it was attached to this one world system that's seeking to emerge prior to Jesus' return. Now, I'm telling you, that rocked my world, and that uh, that really opened my eyes as to what was going on. Of course, we shut our church down for two and a half months, and then um, uh, we opened ours back up on, on uh, Pentecost Sunday of 2020, and I don't ever plan on shutting down like that again. That's just the way it is, so... Uh, but see, God prayed. Why did I share that with you? Because God prepared me for what was going to happen. He prepared me by me praying in the Spirit, praying out the will of God when I'm praying in the Spirit. He prepared me by giving me a, uh, an interpretation of what I was praying six months prior to it ha- a, 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 something that happened. He let me know ahead of time something big was coming. I wrote it down. When it happened, you know what that does? It gave me confidence that the Lord's speaking to me and that we're going to go into the future and we're going to do the will of God. And then when I was praying in the spirit and that word nefarious came up, that let me know, I need to, I need to watch this. This is a dangerous time. And there are schemes and plans that people are putting into place to really do some great harm in lots of ways worldwide. I knew that. And, uh, wow. So here we are today, three years later, a little over and, you know now that now the move of God is beginning, and Joel 2 is beginning to be fulfilled. And you know what I think? I think we need, we need to be after God, doing His will, because because Jesus is coming back, and just before His second coming, at some point, it's going to be the rapture of the church. I am of the opinion, and this is my opinion, and I preach and teach this, that we'll probably see the rise of the Antichrist, and at some point, go up. Uh, and I'll get into that in a later time, and I've already talked about it in a previous podcast. But I just want, want to let you know, listen, God knows you. He knows what you need. He knows what your past, present, and future is. And He knows how to get you positioned to be ready for anything that comes. And my friend, I don't know of a better way to position yourself other than praying in the Spirit or praying with other tongues because when you pray that way the fourth reason to pray in tongues is when you pray in tongues you are praying out the perfect will of god i am so excited about life even though it seems to get more difficult as we get closer to the time jesus is coming back but you know when when you when you have experiences with god in your personal prayer life it breeds such a confidence and such a a knowing that your father's got you back that God has your back and that he knows the future better than you know the past and, and, that he can, and that he can position us to be prepared and ready for the things that are to come. So I want to encourage you, if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord for the baptism with the Holy Spirit if you're a believer. If you don't know Jesus, ask him to come in your life, repent of your sin, give your life to him. If you're out of fellowship with God, get in fellowship with God. And then ask for the baptism with the Holy Spirit and let the Lord use you in praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. Because I'll tell you, it's rocked my world and changed who I am. And um, I, um, I'm i just astounded at how how real God is and how true the Word is and, and how wonderful the Holy Spirit is. And, and regardless of what we may have to face in our future, I know the ultimate future is so bright with Jesus. And I want to encourage you to get involved with that. So, Lord... I just say as we go today, I ask you to minister life to every person listening. And may the presence of Jesus be a part of our life. And, Lord, may praying in the Spirit and then, uh, as you will, interpreting what we're saying, praying in the Spirit, praying out the will of God, may it be a part of every life of every person that is listening to me today. Position us for the things ahead of us in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you, my friend. We'll, we'll take this up next time. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Uh, Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh I would love to hear from you. Go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.